Welcome to Radio Horaki's Off The Record Podcast with Angelina Gray. Kia ora, Angie here. Now, with the really sad news of Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters passing away just recently at the age of 50 in Colombia, I thought I'd look back on one of my favourite interviews I've done, which was a couple of years back with Taylor Hawkins. He'd just released his album Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. And it was one of the funnest interviews I've done for the fact that we only had 10 minutes because he'd gone two over in previous interviews. So we only had a short time. Uh, in that 10 minutes, he was really effervescent, full of joy, really apologetic that we didn't have long enough. And just a really cool down-to-earth guy to talk to. So here's this. Hope you enjoy it. R.I.P. Radio Horaki. Kia ora, Taylor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great here in New Zealand. Uh, whereabouts are you? I am in California right now at my house. Oh, glorious. Well, we've only got 10 minutes, so we'll get straight to it, eh? I know. I'm, I know. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I think that you were supposed to have 20, right? <gasps> That's if all right. Need 10 more minutes. If you need 10 minutes more, we can do it maybe tomorrow or something, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, right, I'll, I'll give you another one. I, pro- I promise. I promise. I'm sorry, though. Well, by the sounds of things, Taylor, I mean, in between Foo's, Chevy Metal, the various other projects you're in, how the heck do you carve out space and time to record another album? I just do it in the, in the, in the middle. Right. So there is a middle somewhere. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, okay, let's, hey, Francisco, my dog is jumping on my next interviewer. <laughs> here, here, will you hold my phone? Thanks, bro. Quit jumping on him, okay? <laughs> I literally, you know, the way a food fighter tour schedule works is we do usually two and a half to three weeks on, and then we do two weeks off. I get home, I, I, you know, do whatever the hell my wife tells me to do for the first couple of days because <laughs> yeah. I'm not an idiot. I know better than that because, you know, I'd like to get laid every once in a while. And, <laughs> Good man. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not bad. And then I, uh, after she gives me the thumbs up, I come out to my guest house, which is uh, a recording studio as well. Uh, and then I uh, get started. Obviously, music is just happening constantly in your head all the time. Then you just need to create. Well, uh, yeah, it's just like you know, it's what I did for fun when I was in high school. It's yeah, what I do for fun now, you know. Well, there's an amazing. Uh, they've got an amazing cast of cameos on the album, like Duff and Perry Farrell and Chrissy Hind. Do you have them in mind when you're writing, or do they approach you? How does it work? No, I do. I always have someone like Perry Farrell in mind, like that. Right. That like. I mean, if I'm not trying to sound like him, I'll just try and get him. So um, he's such a huge influence, and he's also a good friend. So um, we and we always have a blast together. So um, I, I, you know, but he was busy. He was doing the kind heaven thing. So I, my time was limited with him. Right. Go ahead, you dude. You go ahead and look around, man. Whatever you want, the bathroom. Sort of. Um, so. With Perry, uh, you know, I just said, hey, will you want to come do some vocals on the song for me? And I, w- I worked on a couple of his songs for his record as well. So he was like, yeah, of course. And we had a blast. You know, we just spent a day fucking having a laugh. And I said, and then in between, I said, here's a microphone. Sing these words. And so he's saying, eat these balls if you're going to take them. Get on top, call them masturbation. You know, and that's all about being married. Uh, yeah. As uh, I was telling the last <laughs> character, I said, I said, this guy was newly married that I was talking the last interview I did. And I said, 
whatever you did, it was whatever happened. Always remember, it was your fault, and and you blew it. I have a song on the record called "I Blew It." I'm going to play that to my husband. Thank you. Um, tell me yeah, who I play, play. I blew it and say, just remember this, pal. <laughs> Taylor Hawkins said so. When yeah. it came to recording the album, who out of your your guest um, artists was the most surprising when it came to recording? I mean, I think the most surprising person on my record would probably be Leanne Rhymes. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, true. it's amazing that I that I can get Chrissy Hine on my record, and um, it just shows the the power of the foo. But uh, yeah, but um, but really, Leanne Rhymes is definitely the most weirdest. And and the funniest thing is, is instead of picking something that might be a little bit more towards somewhere slightly near her world, maybe you could say like the one I did with Nancy Wilson. Um, don't look at me that way again. Yeah. That's more, that's almost kind of like a, I don't want to say power ballad, but it's kind of like that. It's like a big rock ballad or whatever. Right. Um, and that probably would have been more fitting for her, but I was like, she's cool. And I know her. She lives in my neighborhood. I don't know her well, but I know her a little bit. And it was like, let's do something fucking fucked up. And <laughs> oh, why don't let I have this really weird psychedelic, you know, sort of donor prog fiesta called see you in hell let's do that and she's like i'm down and it it actually works and the story of it kind of was one side she's like well what is it about and i was like it's about you know two people messing around when they shouldn't be messing around and it's just there's so much it's so heavy and there's so much connected to it that you know, they know that what they did was like the worst thing they ever could do, whether they murdered somebody or had an affair or whatever it was. And as I was telling her and her husband, because <laughs> they had a similar situation, and then, <laughs> as their parting, their parting words were, I'll see you in hell, you know? Wow. And once I gave her those that reference, that's what the song's kind of about, then she was just like, well, I know where I I got I have my inspiration for that. You yeah, know? I mean, her, and and then we just had fun. And then once you're a couple musicians, you know, once you get over the initial initial sort of nervousness of singing together or or singing for someone, because it's always kind of a strange thing. It's a personal thing. Mm. And she was like, "Okay, I gotta take off my shoes when I sing." I'm like, "Cool, take off your shoes. I don't give a fuck." And then she's like. I have to, and I and could you give me like a big glass of white wine? I'm like, yeah. And I got my wife. I said, hey, can you get her a big glass of white wine? And she's like, yeah. And then from there, it was like, okay, I like to lay on the ground when I sing. Oh my god! Because like, I like to because that's how I get some of these notes out, you know. And she has every everybody's got their own sort of funky way of doing things and. So once and then all of a sudden it was like we're talking like hey let's do another overdub right there what do you say you know? <laughs> and then we just started and then we just had fun and her husband's super cool and he's like the handsomest man in the world so the when he came over my wife's jaw was just dropping on the ground I was like all right that that's enough we're good we know he's handsome okay. Amazing. Got it. What I really like about the album, um, the more uh, I've listened to it, is there's kind of a bit of space in the recording. It doesn't sound overproduced. It's kind of, I don't know, a little bit dirty, a little, a little organic. Is that how you approach the recording, or am I just hearing things? 
No, no, no. You're right. It's a sloppy piece of shit. No, no question. Um, <laughs> it's not super it's not, slick. It's, and... not, it's, it's not modern necessarily. Generally, for the most part, if if it's a rock band, I just I don't like hearing a rock band cleaned up too much. I just yeah. don't. I don't. I don't like. You know, we Foo Fighters have made records both ways, and I, I really, I just like the ones where it sounds like us playing instruments, yeah. and and we're humans, and I'm far from perfect as a drummer, and I'm far from perfect as a singer, and I and I like that. If you make everything perfect, because you can do that now on a computer, you know, you yeah. can auto tune everything, and you can grid the drums perfectly to the to the you know whatever i didn't even use a click track i didn't use any timekeepers for at least 80 percent of this record so you know they're just live takes that's the way the first Foo fighters record was made and that's the way the wasting light was made and that's the way van halen one was made and yeah. that's the way you know james Dixon nothing shocking was made and that's the way queen night at the opera was made i mean the production for me generally tends to be harmonies i like to stack a lot of harmonies because i'm you know i'm the fan of the beatles i'm a fan of queen i'm a fan of sweet so that's where that's where the effect comes in right you know, okay all right quote just close it well i'm i'm curious sorry guys we ought to wrap up in just a minute okay uh, just, uh, just we'll get let's uh, give her five more minutes i'm sorry love i'm not i'm not trying to make you the bad guy my darling i'm really not you're the best i'm still bad cutting her off Okay, thank, I'll just I'll just throw in a couple more questions, eh? All right, sweetie. Just a couple of quick questions. Um, touring this album, so I'm curious: are you are you drumming and and mic'd up at the same time when you play live with the Coattail? We writers? haven't done it yet. Oh, we haven't done it yet. Um, I think on this, if I do get to do some shows, and I, I we will, it just might not be right away. <laughs> I think I'll have a drummer, and I think I'll have a drum set on stage for me. Oh, cool. And I think that I will spend a lot more time, you know, um, wearing um, some form of women's um, yoga attire, <laughs> and maybe one of my wife's blouses, and, uh, and I will boogie around on stage. And then every once in a while, I will jump back on the drums, and we'll do some some, you know, some double drumming. That's, that's the way I see it. That is you know, cool. I've done the drumming. I've done the drumming and the singing for the whole show behind the drum kit. And that was cool. And that was fun, but it's just fun to run around and just be a ding dong up on stage. I love it. It's fun to be a front man. I've gotten, because I've done it a lot more with the foos doing under pressure live and all that stuff. And then I've done it with Chevy metal a lot more. Yeah. I've just, I like it now. It's fun. I'm more comfortable doing it. And in all honesty, you can just sing a lot better if you're not playing drums. You just can. It sounds cool. I hope maybe one day we might see that in New Zealand. But on that no, note, I, I, we will. We will. We just. I just can't look at it as a like. I have to do it within the next yeah. two months of when the record comes out. It just might be, you know, in the middle of next year. Might be next Christmas. You know, I may come over there and do a festival. You know. Do you have any particular memories of shows in New Zealand? Because when you were here in 2011, do you know that you caused seismic activity with the 50,000 strong people in the Foo Fighters crowd? Did you know that? Yeah, it's nuts. That's, yeah, that's, that's obviously, that's, I've had so many good times down in, down in, in New Zealand. Um, so many good times. I love, what's the main town we always go to? Auckland. Um, I'm, Auckland, always. I always love, I always Got to jump off the top of that one building, do the bungee jump <laughs> off that. 
I always got to do the, the one that goes flying up in the air, the little seat that goes flying up in the air. Oh, do you do that one? Um, oh, that's I love hilarious. that one. That every time. I do it every time. I'm, I'm such a jerk that I like, I will like barter tickets for, so I can do it, do it as many times as, I, as they'll let me. Yeah, I'll do stuff like that. I love going to Piha. Cool. I've surfed Piha a bunch of times. No, I love it. It's beautiful. Are you kidding me? And it's full of, and it's full of Kiwis. And Kiwis just, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> pretty they much. don't give a fuck. He's my French. Uh, no, that's the one next to me. But okay. Yeah, they just don't give a fuck. So I, I love it. I wish we had more time. I really do. I'm so sorry. No it's worries, man. No worries. Well, you enjoy oh, the rest of your, you. Enjoy the, the album when it comes out on November the 8th. Do I hear we might be getting um, at some point a new Foos album next year? Am I hearing rumors or is that the case? I think you're on. I think you're on point on that one. Okay. I got to be honest with you. I'm not gonna lie. We've we already got a couple tracks in the bag, and and we're moving fast and furious. And two, that's going to be the 25th year of the Foo Fighters. And hell, you know, no one loves a party more than Dave Grohl. So guess right. what? Well, there will be a party in New Zealand for you, for you, for us, for sure. You rule. Hey, you've been one of the funnest interviews, interviewees I've had in ages. So thank you, Taylor, and good luck for the album. Short, short and sweet, just like just like my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, rock and roll, man. We'll talk to you next time. All right, man. See ya. Radio Hodaki's Off The Record podcast. Why not subscribe so they download automatically? And don't forget to rate us. Five stars. Thanks, mate. Find out more about this podcast and the people who make it at hodaki.co.nz.